Welcome to Recovery Road. I'm your host, Merritt Hartley, and this is where we talk about the wellness, self-care, mental health, and subdues communities and issues of the day. I'm very excited about tonight's guest, but first, if you're new to listening to the show, you can find us on all your favorite podcast platforms or at brannisenterprises.com backslash b hyphen the hyphen voice. Uh, so a little bit about tonight's guest. Very excited about this. Um, Cynthia Hay just had a new book come out. We're going to talk about it. It became a bestseller on Amazon. It's called Soft Health a handbook for those who aren't motivated by killer workouts and strict diets. Cynthia Hay is a chiropractor and a certified fitness instructor in practice for over 22 years. She specializes in low force adjusting and in low impact training. Early in her career, while her husband was active duty in the US Air Force, she practiced in the states of Nevada, California, Kansas, and Virginia. When he returned from military service, they settled permanently in the home, home state of New York where she continues to practice to this day. This is her first nonfiction book. However, she has, she has authored two previous works. In 2007, she published a review article to enhance interprofessional knowledge titled Complementing Chiropractic Philosophy of Science in the peer-reviewed journal of the vertebrae sub subluxion research. In 2012, she balanced her science bent with her love of fantasy and she self-published the novel Stanlin and Sylvia, best suited for those with curiosity about aliens, love for animals and empathy for misfits. So a little bit about the book, and I'm going to have Cindy talk about it. Are you turned off by back-breaking, grueling workouts and fad diets? Do rigid regimens feel exhausting and unsustainable for you? If yes, the soft health lifestyle may be just what you're seeking. And soft health chiropractor and fitness trainer, Dr. Cynthia Hayes, shares the most beneficial but not rigorous health tips she's gleaned both professionally and personally. The strategies she describes here help to create your own personalized wellness program. With guidance, you will handpick your exercises and foods, fuel your inner motivation, and combat negative thinking. You'll even learn how to keep pain at bay so you can live your new, healthier life to the fullest. If you shrink from, from if you shrink from stringency but want to exercise and eat well more consistently in ways that you've especially chosen, read Soft Health, and you can. Welcome <laughs> to Recovery Road, Cynthia. How are you? I'm good, Merritt. How are you? Wow, it's great to uh, it's great to meet you. Know, I know we uh, we kind of. Uh, Got in touch with each other a while ago, I guess, through, um, I actually, I was going to um, stretch labs in Woodbury to work on one-on-one uh, -on -one stretching. And I spoke to Chris, the, the owner of the facility, and he had mentioned about you. And uh, I guess we started talking and then you would, you know, I said, I, my first book had just come out and you were talking about doing some authoring and stuff. And I put you in touch with, with amazing Jess Brannis, you know, our, yeah. uh, our co-publisher and uh, yeah. And I know you had uh, put out this book, which is amazing. So anyway, uh, tell the audience a little about you, about your background and how you came to where you are today. Well, I, uh, I became a chiropractor because it had helped me with headaches when I was a teenager. Wow. And the chiropractor I went to see specialized in the slow force method, which is an instrument that does the adjustment. So it's not the typical cracking style. And I know some people love that feeling. But other people like myself get a little nervous yeah. during the crack. <laughs> a little <laughs> <And> bit. <laughs> right. That's how I am. So I love that he was using this gentle instrument, but it was still doing the adjustments. And it was the only thing that helped me with my headaches. And I found it a soothing, relaxing experience. So that made me feel like, wow, I'd love to help people in this way. So that got me interested in going on for chiropractic school. Wow. And, um, you know, as I'm, you mentioned in that bio for, for the first several years of the career, I was doing a lot of moving because my husband was active duty in the Air Force, but it was a good experience. I learned a lot from every different office in every state where we lived. 
Right. And then uh, my family lives in Long Island, so oh, wow. I wanted to come back here to settle. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, so grew up here and then came back. <laughs> wow, where did you grow? Where in Long Island did you grow up? The town of Huntington. Oh, I know it well. Yeah. Do it you? Well. Yeah. Cool. Know it, no, yeah, know it very well. Wow, that's that's cool. Um, yeah. So tell me, um, and again, we're going to get into a lot of a big discussion because um, a big audience, a, a big part of the audience that listens to the show are in active recovery from substance abuse or other addictions. Mm-hmm. And I think that for me, you know, when I first got sober, uh, which was now 13 years ago, um, what really changed my life was uh, a movie called uh, Forks Over Knives. And I don't know if you're familiar with it, Forks Over Knives was about uh, going to a whole food plant-based diet. And I started showing that movie to my patients over the years. And I kind of, I didn't go to a a full whole foods plant-based approach, but I dramatically changed my whole diet. You know, I, uh, it's amazing. You know, I, when I showed the movie to my patients the first time in 2011, they were really taken back because it really talks about how bad Mm -hmm. our diets are in this country, you know, in the world, Mm -hmm. as far as the world, as far as the World Health Organization goes, we're like on the bottom of the pile. So yeah, I, sh- I showed the movie to them and I, and I said, you know, they said, well, what are you going to do to change? So yeah. believe it or not, it's been 13 years. I cut out all meat. I cut out all dairy. You know, oh. I went I went to more like uh, legumes and uh, and rice and vegetables and fruits. And I cut out <laughs> all uh, soda, all uh, fruits and I mean, all uh, fruit juices. So now all I drink is water. And uh, yeah. that really changed my whole life. So uh Talk a little bit about, well, uh, before we talk about the book, talk a little bit about your viewpoint on health and nutrition overall and what people need to be more aware of. Well, I agree with everything that you just said. And um, the, the foods that you mentioned are yeah. actually the foundational foods of the Mediterranean diet, which has been around for centuries right. and became formally pinned and discussed in more solid terms in 1980, but it had been in existence for centuries, culturally, Um, but they like kind of defined it in 1980. But it's so well-researched and it's been found to reduce all of the major diseases and it can keep your weight under control naturally. And there's just tons of research on it. And I cite a lot of that in the back of my book. I don't cite it during it, but I have all the references in the back for people. But, um, the foods that you mentioned first, the beans and legumes, the whole grains, the nuts and seeds, yeah. and the produce, fruits and vegetables, that's the four foundational groups in the Mediterranean diet. And the idea of it is if that's the majority of what you're eating and what you're like, if you do have chicken, let's say, or fish, it's a complement to those foundational foods. Right. You're really, you're in a way better oh my uh, God. position than the majority of people right there. Just you know, by having- Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. You know, I, uh, you know, I've been a runner my whole life, you know, and I've done uh, six, you know, six marathons and, but it's funny when I got involved in this whole uh, new approach to nutrition, I went to my doctor, you know, I just turned 67, you know, she oh did the- goodness. She did the blood, she did the blood work, she did the blood work and she's like, you know what? Oh my God, like your numbers are amazing, you know? And I feel like I'm in the best shape of my life. So it goes to a lot about, uh, like you talk about in, uh, in the book, you know, is, um, 
a handbook for those who aren't motivated by killer workouts and strict diets. So the question is, is there a solution for people who might be overwhelmed by trying to stick to one diet or another? Is there a, is there a middle of the road place where people can actually find a way to incorporate exercise and nutrition into their life in a not crazy you know, type of over the hill way? That's what I try to lay out in the book because the Mediterranean diet, it, it doesn't cut out chicken or um, other types of lean poultry. It doesn't cut out fish. In fact, it encourages fish in particular. Um, and it, it also is okay with dairy. I know you said you cut that out, but in the Mediterranean diet, that is allowed. Okay. Cheeses and yogurts and all of that. So, um, and it doesn't even eliminate uh, sweets. It just has it like if there's a food pyramid, the sweets are at the very top, meaning that you sure. have the least of that. But if you're the majority of your plate has the whole grains and the beans and the legumes, nuts and seeds and produce on it, and then you're complementing that with uh, chicken or fish right. or dairy, and then just at the very last bit, you have some dessert that's like all you could fit in is only a little bit at that point yeah i mean i cheat i cheat once in a while but you know i'll have you know well actually i have i want to ask you a question about this i used to i used to be a big um sushi eater and sashimi yeah. and then yeah. i got scared because somebody told me that i should cut that out because um you can like wind up with like plastic inside your body from the fit you know from the fish and stuff oh. from the is that, and I don't know if you can talk to that at all. I don't know about that. Yeah, sorry, I don't know. That's interesting. I probably want to read about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but as uh, far as um, moderation, just the Mediterranean diet really is more moderate than almost all of the hyped up plans out there. They're a lot more strict in as far as totally eliminating certain kinds of foods, whereas the, moder the Mediterranean diet doesn't eliminate, it just has it in that pyramid shape. Um, and also with exercise, it, it doesn't have to be extreme. It's right. more that you find something that you're consistent with that you enjoy. Right. Um, the, the more you enjoy it, the more it's easy to be consistent with it. And it's also important that you have your anaerobic, which means some type of strengthening to challenge the muscle, right. and then something aerobic that increases your breathing and increases your heart rate. And if you have both of those in every week, you've got the best of both worlds. Yeah. And it, Again, it doesn't have to be something so hardcore, but if you're challenging your muscles in some way every week and you're getting your heart rate and you're breathing up every week, you're gonna be releasing stress. It has been shown to reduce depression and reduce anxiety. Right. It increases self-esteem. Right. It lowers symptoms of ADHD. Yeah. Um, it increases endorphins, which reduce pain and make you feel happier. It improves sleep. I mean, it's like the, the best drug in the world. So you really just want to find the two, two ways of exercising, if not more, but at right. least two that get your breathing rate up in number one, and then something that gets your muscles strengthening. And then you have all these benefits that are better, better than drugs, really. It's just the greatest thing. Yeah. I, I always feel better after any workout. <laughs> of course, you know, I can tell you that, you know, uh, for the last, I guess, 12 years, I've been working as a substance abuse counselor and, you know, and I work with people that are struggling with addiction and mental health issues. And mm -hmm. one of the things that we try to help these patients do is that, you know, when they were doing the drugs, the alcohol, whatever it might be, 
you know, they literally hijacked their brain because the dopamine being released by the drugs was stronger than the dopamine that the brain could release. So now we try to help them find healthier ways of releasing the dopamine and the serotonin. So it sounds yeah. like your plan fits right into that, right? It's the exercise, yeah. it's the nutrition that all yeah. comes together, right? Yes, and, and also, so yes, absolutely. The exercise releases endorphins, like we were just talking about. And then just back to the foods, one more thing, it, the encouragement of healthy fats on the Mediterranean diet, the omega-3s have also been shown. It, it affects the brain such that it reduces depression and anxiety. Wow. So following that diet chemically, you're going to be less apt, you know, to have depression and anxiety. Um, so that's really good. And then as far as um, you mentioned, changing habits into positive habits, there's a science behind that. Oh, yeah. There are little tricks that you can do to make habits easier to incorporate in your life. And there, this one researcher that I quote a lot in my book, her name is Wendy Wood. Uh -huh. And one of the most exciting things that she found out was that it's kind of a myth that people who, like she did a, a study on self-control and they mm -hmm. were checking all these people who rated high in self-control. And when they did the more in-depth studies, it, it wasn't that they actually had high willpower. It was, was that they were very good at instilling habits. And there's a science to instilling habits. Sure. So sure. you don't have to have like this major willpower to no. have self-control. What you need to do is incorporate the right habits. So that was really exciting. It's not like these people were endowed with this like special quality um, who, who scored high in self-control. They were just good habit makers. You know, it sounds to me like in addition to being a doctor of chiropractic, you should be like a specialized in nutrition and get like a degree in nutrition. I mean, it sounds like you can incorporate both. Pretty amazing. Well, you know, that's part of the reason I wrote this book, because it always felt like, you know, in the room with a patient, there's so much you want to say, you yeah. know, you want to help them in every way you can. And then the visit, the visit goes quickly. It doesn't <laughs> go that quickly. Actually, I spend 30 minutes with patients. But even with that, the time is flying because you're focusing on the problem that day. And what are you feeling that day? So you don't always have time to get into the whole roundup you know, well-rounded life discussion. So right. that was part of the reason I wrote the book was like, these are the things that I always want to share and I have time to share bits and pieces, but I don't have time to share everything. So tell me, so tell me about soft health. How did the whole concept come together and how did you, how did you wind up getting this book out there? You know, um, I, it, there's a few different things. Um, <laughs> one thing I've, I've always done for many years is I, I love to read for continuing education for myself, um, various things for like self-help and then also for nutrition and exercise. All of those things interest me. And when I've come across a book that really meant a lot to me and I learned a lot, I would have this little nerdy thing that I would go on my computer and I would type up like little cliff notes of the book. Sure. So I've been doing this for years. I have wow. my own little stash of cliff notes of my favorite <laughs> books. <laughs> and I didn't know if I would ever, you know, use them for another book, I just would reflect on them from time to time. Um, and then um, I had heard this other podcast because I love podcasts. And the subject of the podcast was, what's your elevator pitch? pitch? Like, what, do you, what is how you are in a nutshell? And I started thinking about it. Mm. And I was like, you know, I like this, my low force chiropractic. And as far as training, I like low impact. And I was like, boy, I guess I'm kind of like a soft health. It's not like yeah. a hardcore health, it's soft health. Self so then that 
percolated and then the book kind of came together. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. And it incorporated my cliff notes from the other books. <laughs> right. And I know that I think I I think I must have connected you with Jess, right? I think I must have put you in touch with yes, Jess, it right? Was you. Thank you, Merritt. Yeah. <laughs> it was and, you. And, well, Jess is amazing. In fact, um, you yeah. know, it was it was uh after my book came out uh last, you know, almost two years ago, um, I said to Jess that I really wanted to start doing more to get the message out. You know, mm -hmm. for the last, uh, to kind of sideway for a second, you know, for the last uh, five or six months, I've been heavily involved in this whole fentanyl crisis across the country. You know, I know how much you're aware about it, but you know, uh, hundreds of kids are dying every day from fentanyl and it's being laced in all kinds of drugs now. So I mm -hmm. wanted to get more actively involved and that's how the podcast came to be because I wanted yeah. to get the message out. But, uh, but Jess is amazing. You know, she's, yeah. she does some amazing stuff. In fact, um, yeah. Uh, I'm actually started working on my second book. I don't know, it'll be a while before I catch up to you, but I just started really working on my second book, which is uh, pretty amazing. But um, I have so, a long lag between those books. <laughs> yeah. Long lag. <laughs> yeah. And so tell me, how did you start working with Stretch Labs? How did that all come to be? Well, um, I had always throughout the years, as I mentioned earlier, my husband was in the military, so I had to move with him. So I was always joining different practices and then we'd move again and then I joined another practice and we moved and then we um, eventually came back to New York State to settle and initially I did still join group practices and I was in a couple that were good it, they just weren't quite the right long-term fit for me mm -hmm. um, and then I was in one that I really thought was going to be long-term but it was a group practice and the people on the top kind of parted ways so then chiropractic left that group. So wow. I was I was out, out of that job and I said, what am I gonna do now? And I, I was getting this book together at the time and it just, I'm 48 years old, I don't know. I started thinking maybe it's time to do something independently yeah. and not yeah. in the group. So I decided what the heck, if not now, when? <laughs> so I said, let me practice independently. Um, but I, I tend to be a little bit like cautious so I thought why don't I do this I'll do two days of, of private practice and then two days I was going to do at this stretch lab um, because then I could work one place as a team doing a related healing therapy and then be branching out on my own chiropractically and it, it was going beautifully and then I did uh, tragically uh, fracture my wrist but oh. thank, uh, thank god it's healing well it's healing well but I did have to take a break from stretch lab because that's right. very physically and the wrist needs several months to heal before you can put what's called axial uh, pressure on it which is what you're doing in stretch lab with the pushing there's a right. lot of a lot of weight against you um, and the, the angle of the wrist for that is is the most stressful angle so that um I, I'm going to be, I am talking with them. And when I'm at the right stage of healing, we're going to discuss maybe me coming back, but at least I'm able to do my uh, part-time back in the low force chiropractic because that is a lot less stressful on my body and I'm healed enough for that. Right. So I'm and, back and, in game. And, and it sounds like, you know, you might get them interested in maybe somehow uh, putting together some nutrition seminars, you know, that you could offer to the clients that come into stretch labs. That's a possibility. I, yeah, we hadn't talked about it, but sure, it's a possibility. I can yeah, talk yeah, because I talked to I talked to Chris at some point. You know, um, I also have you know uh, therapy work that I do. You know, uh, on the side, and I thought about you know at, some, at one point we had talked about. I said stretch labs stretches the body, 
let me come in there and stretch the mind. Cause I've always felt that when people come in to do a workout, most mm -hmm. times I see that they're not really focused on the workout because they're worrying about what happened earlier in the day. They're fixating what's going to happen tomorrow. They're not really 100% present in the workout. So wouldn't you agree that in order to get the most out of a workout, you really need to be present in the workout and not be your mind drifting other places. That, that definitely gets you the most out of it. I agree. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so tell me, uh, this book is amazing. I'm sure that uh, the response is going to be overwhelming. I'm sure. I know that uh, it reached bestseller status, right? On Amazon, which is amazing. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but what, what's next for Cynthia? Oh, uh... what do you think? <laughs> I, I guess just continuing with the independent practice, because that is actually very new. Okay. Uh, just continuing with that and trying to uh, build that over time and maybe going back to Stretch Lab and trying to educate also with this book. I, I do want to bring it around in the community a little bit and try to teach the messages locally. Right. Um, I, I have some like at home exercises in there that I thought maybe I could also do like little classes with the at home exercises and the at home stretches. Nice. Um, because sometimes, you know, you want to get out of the house, but sometimes it might be a rainy day or the car is not functioning well and you just yeah, don't yeah. want to leave or can't leave. And then you have something you could do at home. Right. So I give wow. people some tools like that. So tell me if, if, um, if people in the audience wanted to know how to get in touch with Cynthia Hay, to maybe become a client, you know, a patient of yours, how would they find you? Um, the best way probably is through my website and it's the www. And my name is Cynthia Hay, DCPC.com. And Hay is spelled H-E-Y, like hey you, not like horses hay. So <laughs> Cynthia and Hay at, oh no, Cynthia Hay, DCPC.com. PC like, personal corporation right and and where would they go to find your book um right now it's on amazon and it's in paperback or in uh kindle but kindle i think is like amenable to other ebook formats so they sure. say kindle but it's kindle slash ebook right or or paperback so what do you tell somebody who's really you know maybe in their midlife you know maybe they're in their 40s or maybe they're in their 50s and they're starting to be more concerned about taking better care of themselves what can you like tell them about how they can begin to investigate, you know, incorporating a healthier diet, a healthier lifestyle, incorporating some type of exercise? What would you suggest they do? I would say definitely try to find the things that you know are healthy that we touched upon that you like. Right. So explore those things that you like. Try all different types of exercise see what makes you feel the best, see what makes you feel happy or energized and just to have it be a game to try all different kinds of things. And if you want to do that with a friend, that could be fun too. If you're someone who feels like, oh, I don't know how to get started myself, make it a game with a friend. Be like, okay, well, let's this week, let's play some tennis or this week, let's yeah. try to do a class and, you know, have that adventure with a friend, look at it as an adventure and try to find things together that make you feel alive, make you feel it, you know, happy. And that will keep you motivated as a number one thing, just enjoyment. And I would say the same for foods, like look at it as an adventure too, to try every type of produce. There are many types of produce out there that we've never tried. Yeah. I know myself, I'm still like, what's that? Endive and, you know, yeah. so, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. 
trying all different types of produce because those are the healthiest things. So the more of those that you can enjoy, the better. Experiment with spices and herbs because those are antioxidants too and anti-inflammatory. So if you can flavor your foods with those, you're getting A, more flavor and B, all those extra health benefits. Wow. So you try to see it like fun experimentation, either on your own or with a friend or both. I think that's a great way to get started. Right. Um, and if you are the, there are, in the book, I mentioned one other thing about motivation that I, I thought was really neat. And that was from another podcast. Cause like I said, I love podcasts. Um, this one is, her name is Gretchen Rubin and her podcast is called Happier. And she discovered something um, that she calls the four tendencies. Ah. And one of the tendencies is called an obliger. And she has a little quiz and stuff. I, I, uh, if you if you Google Gretchen Rubin and the Four Tendencies, you could find it. I also right. put the exact website in the book. But um, if you if you test out as what's called an obliger, it's someone who really does do best with an outer accountability. So in other words, they would really do best to have a buddy to be like, okay, we're meeting tomorrow. At yeah, four. totally. We're gonna you know go yeah, walking. Yeah whatever. So if you, if you test out that you're the kind, like if it was up to you, you might not do it, but if someone was there waiting for you, you would go. It's like you holding know? you, it's like holding you accountable, right? It's like, yes, yeah. yes. The obliger is, is a tendency that does like to have an, they call it an accountability, right? An outside accountability. Um, and not everyone takes the quiz and becomes an obliger, but if you know that you're that way, it right. really helps to say, okay, I want to, you know, get healthier. Maybe I'll go to the grocery store with this friend and we're going to shop the produce together. And then I'm going to have my workouts either at this class right. or with this trainer, right. you know, and have that outer accountability in your life. Right. That's going to really help keep you motivated if, if you are that obliger tent. Let me ask you a question real quick. Uh, what did, what's your take on uh, supplements, Cynthia, like uh, flaxseed oil, turmeric, things like that. Does that really, pe people should be incorporating that into their diet? I personally take a, a multi because even though I'm trying to eat a lot of produce and all those foundational foods that are high in vitamins, there's a lot I've read that the soil today is not like what it used to be. And, and yeah. the, the fruits and vegetables, even though they're the best stuff you can get, they're not as nutritious as they were years ago. So I take that uh, the multi just to round out what I might be missing. Okay. I also do take a fish oil. And even though I do try to get the omega-3s in my diet, it is good for arthritic stuff. And I'm not getting any younger and most of us aren't. So, you know, the, the omega-3s help with arthritic symptoms and, uh, you know, makes it more comfortable if you have any any beginnings of arthritis. You don't Oh, so it's okay if I'm taking like the uh, flaxseed oil and turmeric and stuff like that. I, I think it's great. I, I mean... I think it's wonderful. Turmeric is a natural anti-inflammatory and flax is similar to the fish oil. It, it's an omega-3. So yeah. it's the same benefits there. Gotcha. And like we said, it's also good for the brain. It's yeah. good for the tissue and it eases the depression and anxiety. It's, it's good. Those are good supplements. Cynthia, I can't thank you enough for coming on tonight. This oh, is, I'm excited. It was fun. <laughs> yeah. And listen, if you don't mind, I'd like to maybe, you know, down the road, have you come back. Uh, talk more about how the book is done and, and more about the work that you're doing with in regarding, you know, chiropractic and stretching and nutrition and stuff like that. I'd love to have you back on down the road. I'd love to come back. Thank you so much, Mary. Right. 
So thanks again. So guys, uh, remember, uh, you can find my book, Lost Innocence, My Journey from Addiction to Recovery on Amazon.com in both Kindle and paperback versions. And remember, if you want something you've never had, do something you've never done. Carpe diem. God bless. <laughs>